Hello, you guys. My name is Simone Faith, and I am the author of the children's book, Bloopy. Um, You can find Bloopy anywhere that books are sold. So check out Amazon, iTunes, and Barnes & Nobles, and anywhere, anywhere that books are sold. You guys, let me get right to it today. Today's podcast is about the benefits of SNAP. Now, I understand that Trump is going to cut about 700,000 people. Now, some people say upwards of up to 1 million people will be losing their benefits in April of 2020. Let me just talk about my personal opinion. And you guys are more than welcome to weigh in, leave a message, and I will answer this next week. Now, today is Monday, and normally I do the podcast on Sunday, but I talk to a bunch of people about this issue so that I can bring to you guys my personal opinion, what I think, what I think people should do, and what's really going to happen, and who is this going to affect. Now, this is going to affect everybody except the top 1% of the world who are truly wealthy. This is going to affect middle class people or what what is left of the middle class people. This is definitely going to affect our poor people who are not able to work full-time jobs or they're not able to make the required amount of money that they need to satisfy their household. Um, you guys, most of you guys don't know, maybe about almost 22 years ago, I was on welfare. I had two children at the time and nobody, the fathers didn't want to step up and take care of the kids. I was a working mother. I worked minimum wage, but that wasn't enough to pay my bills. So I needed the medical because I couldn't afford the medical at the job and I couldn't afford the food. Part of the problem that I believe is wrong with our system is the fact that inflation is going up and they're not taking the time to give us a better increase in pay. Since the time that I was on welfare, uh, it's bittersweet for me because I had a lot of friends who was on welfare and they didn't want to work. They could work, but they didn't want to. They was comfortable with the government giving them a certain amount of money, a certain amount of food stamps. Now, keep in mind, um, I'm 47. So at the time that I was on welfare, uh, you could go to college, you got medical, you had money, you had food stamps. So it was an opportunity. To me, it was a leg up to get my life better. Now, the problem with welfare is this. People do believe that just because you get food stamps you should not want to eat a steak. You should not be buying shrimp. You should not be buying lobster. Well, all of this is ludicrous. Um, if we're taking the time to give the people food stamps and this, if this is what they're buying, who are we to tell them what to do with it? Does that mean that their whole refrigerator is stocked with lobsters? I doubt it because it's quite expensive. Does it mean that their refrigerator is stocked with just shrimp? I doubt it. Part of us working class, and I consider myself a middle class, but we're slowly getting 
eradicated. So that is almost dead and gone because, you know, to me, to be a middle class person, you and your husband need to have a combined income of at least $109,000 minimum just to be what I call middle class because no longer are you middle class at 60,000. No longer. You could barely afford to live at 60000 I mean, look at all around the world what is going on. This just does not affect one class of people. It really affects all classes except for the top 1%. The wealthy who is truly wealthy, this does not affect you at all. But it will. Eventually, this will affect you. Because if you cut all of these poor people and you cut what they get to feed their families... What do you think will be the end result? Be honest with yourself. Do you think that all of these people are just going to go out and find jobs? Do you think everybody wants to work for $7.25 and still struggle and not have your children eat? This is a worldwide problem. Not only is him cutting the benefits a problem, you know, he claimed that they can save $5.5 billion over a period of five to six years, I believe, if they cut these people. But even if they don't cut you, I think that we as a world face another problem. The next problem that we face is the fact that, you know, if you're a household and you have $50,000 and you have assets, you know, the government wants you to sell off those assets. Now, I'm going to tell you, when I was receiving benefits, that is one of the reasons that propelled me to get off of welfare sooner than later. Because they do want to know all your business. They do want to know how much money you have in a bank. If you have a relatively decent running car, they do want you to sell it. And they want you to use that money towards your own good. The problem is, is that it is not enough. That's the problem. The problem is a lot of people live in terrible, terrible environments. Some people are paying for space in people's backyard upwards of eleven twelve hundred dollars a month for rent that doesn't include food it doesn't include taking care of your children now some of you guys will be against this some of the things that i hear people say is close your legs no one told you to have all those children well why did you have those kids well where is the father a lot of the fathers are deadbeat it did no good to put fathers in jail who didn't take care of their kids because if you're in jail, then you can't even get a job to take care of the kids. If you're out of jail and you're working and the government begins to garnish your check, then you just go do a hustle. You don't even go get a job no more because you don't want the government taking your money. So this is terrible all around. You know, unfortunately, you know, um, you hear both sides of the coins. There are people who really need the benefits. They're not trying to steal anything from the world. They live in as small as they possibly can on what little they give and still it is not enough. So if you take all these people benefits, then what happens? What do you think will happen? You know, think about it. Do you think people are just going to lay down and take it and not be able to feed their children? We can't take stamps and medical benefits from people and we're not even willing to create the jobs or raise the minimum wage. Uh, I hear a lot on TV that they're saying 
They're going to raise the minimum wage to $15 by 2024. Here's the fact. We're in 2020. We need a minimum of $17 an hour. That needs to be across the world. Another problem with that is it needs to be full-time. What good is $17 an hour and they work you for 10 hours? What good is that? What good is it if we in the richest world or the richest, excuse me, country in America and we are living like we're in third world countries. What good is it to be here in America and everybody are 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 so so many people, and let me not say everybody, because you know the one percent is not living like um the rest of us, the regular people. What good is it if you have to work two jobs and you still can't pay your rent? Okay, here's the problem. The problem is we're not making enough money. It's that simple. There's not enough qualified jobs. I'm 47. 20 years ago, people worked on jobs that they worked for 30 years. And even before I was born, before I was thought of, you didn't need a high school. I mean, you didn't need a college education to have a good job, buy a house and raise your family. People did this on a high school diploma. What in the world is going on where they say you need a college education and if you pay upwards of $200,000 for these master degrees and these doctrines and then come out and only make $20,000, where's the logic in that? Why would you do that? I mean, we have more educated people now in this day and age than we had 70 years ago. Think about that. We have educated homeless people. So what good is your degree if you're sitting on the curb? What good is it? What good is your degree if you have to go and beg the government for money? We have veterans who have fought in the war, who have lost their life. We have families of veterans. Where are they at? They're on the street. Some are drugged out. Some just simply homeless. Some people we have. Do you guys know that we have a class of people who have rented out space and land and they have nice cars, but they sleep in their cars and they go to work every day. These are not the people that are on drugs. These are not the people that are robbing us. No, we have a group of people who is right behind us, right behind your house, you know, somewhere parked in their car and they literally live in their car and go to work eight and nine hours a day, but they cannot afford a place. So something is wrong with America that the wealthy is wealthier and the poor don't have a leg to climb up no more. There was a time, and I'm going to say 20 years ago when I started understanding this, where you could come from a poor family. You could come from a terrible background. You could go to a two-year college and you could make it in the world. You could make it. You could take a trade and you could make it. Right now, families have to merge and live together. Why? There's not enough money. Everybody has to work in the household. Everybody. Everybody has to work. Everybody. I mean, it's getting bad. You almost have to have a 10-year-old go to work. You know, sell oranges, uh, make something, sell it on the corner. It's getting terrible out here. So I think, look at the grand scheme of things. Ask yourself, what happened 70 years ago? Will there always be poor people? Absolutely. God says there will always be poor people. Always. But to the ones that have, it is our job to help the people who don't have 
It is our responsibility to help the needy. That's what it is for. You did not get rich just so you could walk around and wear a a $50,000 suit or go to a restaurant and eat a $10,000 steak dinner, which is, I think, what I saw with one of the rappers. Um... I was scrolling through my media and they were sitting down eating a $10,000 steak dinner. Um, Am I mad that you made this money? Absolutely not. It is your money. But it is also your responsibility to help those who don't have. Does that mean drain your pockets? Absolutely not. But it does mean you have a responsibility. It is something wrong with the world when we don't want to help people. Uh, when I had my first son, I was a young parent. I was very grateful that Wick was around, but I was more grateful for my mother because my mother assisted me tremendously in buying milk for my son because I had no idea that a can of milk was $20, $10. You know, I didn't ha- really have an income. And there's another stigma is people are embarrassed when they have food stamps. There are some people who have never had food stamps, don't really know much about them, don't really know how to use them. And it is an embarrassment when you go in a grocery market and the person behind you makes you feel less than who you are because this is the way that you have to feed your family. And I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a working class. I use money. You know, I wish it was a time that the government would just give the middle class some food stamps and it was no big deal. And I could still make my little $60,000, $70,000 a year and get some food stamps. I wish my husband could go in and say, hey, hey. But my husband is a military veteran. And I remember a time when we needed help and he was in the military. And the government told us we made too much money. Okay, but we was living poor. And most middle class people are the living poor. That's what people don't know. Yes, they live in two-story houses. Yes, they drive nice cars, but they're literally living paycheck to paycheck. The American dream is to uh, get an education, own a home, you know, get a piece of the pie. Even if you don't own a business, just a piece of the pie. That's no longer reality. I live in a middle-class neighborhood. I live in a pretty nice neighborhood. I see my neighbors with two cars, three cars, you know, these nice dogs. But they're not going to the movies um, maybe about once every two months. Their kids don't have all this name-brand clothes that maybe in the poor communities they're able to put on because we can't afford it. Vacations are getting less and less around the world because people can't afford it. Everyone deserves to take a family vacation. The fact is, everybody can't. And let me give you some real news. I remember when I was a little kid, uh, my stepfather, he worked five, six days a week sometime. We never took a vacation. I can't say my father took us anywhere because my mother didn't work. He worked by himself. We didn't get up, pack up, and go anywhere. Now, imagine, that's more than 20-something years ago. So what do you think is going on with the middle class now? A lot of middle class, we can't even afford a home. In Virginia, Virginia is one of the worst states in the world to rent. Because if you're five days late, they can't evict you. They can't evict you. I mean, put you right out the home. You could have been paying there for six, seven years straight. I was looking at a young lady uh, last night on TV. I thought it was the worst thing I had ever seen. She had been living in a place for seven years. She was five days late. The owner put her right out. And 
in Virginia, they can send the sheriffs to your house and get you out. Now, I feel both ways about it because if I own property and you're late on your rent and you're constantly late, yes, I might want you out too. But I think I have a bit of a heart. Even if I know you're getting out, I don't want to put your stuff out on the street and set it out. You know, is there anything that I could help you with? Because there's a part of me, you know, I want to do the right thing and I don't want to step on toes to do it. I think though, I would never try to rent in Virginia and it's getting so bad. You can't even um, buy a house, you know, and if you have one bad blemish on your credit, people don't even want to rent to you in Virginia. So it's scary. You know, it's scary. I was looking at uh, Appalachia, one of the poorest places in the world, and they are for Trump. Every one of them has voted for Trump and 90% of the people who live in the Appalachia areas receive welfare. Some of them so poor, uh, once a month, I think they have all these doctors and dentists who donate their time to give them free service, but they're for Trump. I listened to a man last night who said, hey, I'm for Trump because Trump has his family with him everywhere he go and everything he said he would do, he would do. But if it affects you that much and you're going to lose your benefits, I ask people, how could you constantly be behind a man that doesn't care about your well-being or where your next meal is coming from. I mean, it's terrible. Do we have people who abuse the welfare? Absolutely. You do. Wherever there is a scheme, it's always going to be a crook to get over. I mean, you have people who go to work every day and act like they hurt themselves on their job. And when they go home, they partying. There's going to always be schemers. There's nothing we as a people can do about that. Nothing. You can't bulletproof everything. You simply can't. Yes, you have people who, who, who just have babies for a check. Absolutely. Yes, you have people who, who pretend like they need it. Um, if you guys can remember the old dirty bastard, he was a rap artist and receiving food stamps and talked about it on TV. I mean, I thought that was the craziest thing in the world. Right? So you can always have crooks. And some crooks are really silly. And some people do like to post that they got a food stamp card and they buying lobsters. Okay, but that is the minute few. That's not the mass majority of people who actually need it, who, who, who is looking to pay for groceries to feed their kids. I mean, my goodness, people, a loaf of bread is almost $5. And I'm talking about good bread. To eat the cheap bread, you could go to the Dollar Tree and buy some for 99 cents, but it's almost, it's almost expired. I have four boys and, you know, most of my children are grown. But the few that's in my house, a loaf of bread, you almost have to buy it every two days. A gallon of milk is $5. I mean, my goodness, are you guys looking at the amount of money that it takes to take care of your family? I'm talking... Uh, $20 for three items, staples that you need, staples that you need. And what is the, what is the middle class doing? We're using coupons. We're looking for bargains. I mean, you're going everywhere to try to help yourself. So the question that I have to you, America, what are we going to do as a people to help ourselves? Why are we not calling up our senators? Why are we not burning up these lines? Why are we not participating? Um, I don't really have a problem with Trump. What he do or what he don't do. Because I truly believe in God. And he is there because he is God appointed by God. And when it's time for him to go, he will go. 
I just believe that everything that we do revolves around God. There is nothing that we can do to change it, but there are some things that we can do so that most of Americans are not miserable. I mean, a lot of you guys don't even know about the tent cities that's going on. I mean, San Diego is becoming infested. When I lived in San Diego, one of the reasons why I picked San Diego is because when I lived in Los Angeles, I wanted to get out of poverty. You know, my husband and I, we worked our way to get out of poverty. It wasn't easy. It's the hardest thing in the world. You know, you working your way, you working your way up from a downward spiral that you can easily get stuck in. I was very excited to move to San Diego. We left San Diego about 12 years ago now. When we left there, there was no tent city. It wasn't people setting up tents in the street, defecating in the street. It wasn't like that. But not just tents. I mean, not just San Diego. California, San Diego, San Francisco. Oh, man. All around the world, our working class is becoming the working poor. Well, once again, you guys, my name is Simone Faith. I am the author of the children's book, Bloopy. If you can, go on Amazon, rate it. Give me your opinion on the book. Go on YouTube, listen to it, or purchase the book. Uh, Until next Sunday, you guys, this has really touched my heart. It's very close to home, so I thought that I would speak on it and see if you guys had any opinions on anything. Until next Sunday, my name is Simone Faith. You guys have a great day.